No more rocket balls, please. You know what time the game starts? A lot of distractions, a lot of nonsense. The title is back in town! Welcome to Talking Title Towns to a couple of casual Packer fans who actually know what we're talking about and believe they could the GM. Weekly recaps, debates, predictions, and more. We're Dan Scud. Thanks for listening. Scud, the warrior you are going through a, a cold over there. How you feeling? How you uh how are we doing about the game? Yeah, I'm sick. I forgot my mic at home. It's a crapshoot over here. Kind of like what's going on with the Packers this year. It sucked. Watching the game sucked. Um couldn't get a stop when we needed to and of all people, Ryan Tannehill beat the Packers. You're showing a lot more grit than the Packers did last week. Um, <laughs> but it, it's interesting because everything that we wanted to happen in the game happened. <laughs> but we did not yeah. account for Ryan Tannehill. If you were to tell me, you know, that Randall Cobb was going to be back and he was going to make an impact, he had 73 yards, and we were going to win the turnover battle. We had an interception. We didn't turn over the ball. And we're going to hold Derrick Henry to 87 yards. I'd say, I think we're going to win that game. Going but, away. Right. But here we are. Tannehill threw for 333 yards, by far his most on the season. Um, and it was a crippling loss to a team that's playoff chances just keep getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, it was just little nails in the coffin the whole time. Third and short, fourth and short. Receivers are running wide open corners are playing 10 yards off when it's third and short it was frustrating it was pretty pretty frustrating on our end and yeah like you said holding henry to 87 yards i mean that's recipe to win by double digits and yeah. uh didn't happen and I th- it's it's just so frustrating because if just two or three of those third or fourth down conversions go our way you like our chances to make that a a really close game, if not win it at the end of the game. Oh yeah. Aaron just, he missed some balls, man. He missed. Yeah. He missed a couple glaring ones. Yeah. And he commented on it. You know, he, he, he didn't make any excuses about his thumb, but it's clearly an issue. I mean, those are not Aaron Rodgers throws. Yeah. And some it's going around on Twitter that he actually is playing with a broken thumb. Um, so kind of similar to what he said about his knee that one year where it's was like, oh, that's not broken, not broken, and then kind of admitted it later. So I don't know exactly if it is broken. Um, it's just a Twitter, you know, going around Twitter, but yeah. it makes you think because a couple games now he's missed throws that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't miss left-handed. Right, right. And it's obviously very possible that, you know, he, he was having a down year anyways, but a lot of those missed throws – prior to the thumb injury were likely not his fault. They're the receivers not being on the same page. He was probably putting it where he wants to, but now yep. maybe the receivers are getting a little bit more comfortable and now it's back on Aaron missing throws. So it's, it's, it's kind of been a, who did it? Whose fault is it? And the thumb seems to have switched it over in Aaron's direction. Yeah. We haven't played a full, a full four quarters, I guess, except the Dallas game. We'll always have the Dallas game from this year. Well, and that's what's so like, you win a game like that, and especially with Aaron's thumb, like he's putting the ball wherever he wanted to put it. Yeah. I mean, did the thumb get that much worse in a week? Did he hit it again in practice? Like, but we have a game like that where we beat the Cowboys and then they go on the road. Or <laughs> I, I don't know if were they on the road, but nonetheless, yeah, they, they, yeah. And they play the Vikings and they blew them out. A Vikings team that was 
eight and one. This year doesn't make sense. It's just a bizarre year. And that's just the yep. that's the only shining light and giving me a glimpse of hope is that everyone sucks. Yeah, maybe no one's good. It seems that way. I mean, if if what a confidence booster it would be if we were able to pull off this win on Sunday, but it's not looking good. No, not the way we played uh, defensively against the Titans. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, right now our playoff chances are at 8%. Um, Still, yeah. We're not mathematically eliminated, though. No, That's which, a, you know, I have a feeling I mean. that it's going to be it's going to be that way until like the second last week or something that, oh, there's still a chance, you know, we'll we'll knock off a, a win every other week and, you know, we'll still be in it, still be in it. And then, you know, we can't, you know, do some things at the end of the season when we're already eliminated to see for next year and stuff like that. It's just going to be a slow, painful death for all of us. Well, that's that's my big question of the day for you is. Is Jordan Love worth playing now with the expectation that at some point here we're going to get mathematically eliminated? Or would you prefer us to wait until that happens for us to start playing him? Or do you not play him at all? Yeah, I think I think we have to play him this year. Um, not yet. I think it's a little bit too early. I think that would just be kind of thrown in the towel a little bit too early. Right. But if we go to Philly, we lose. I mean, it seems like the Packers are going to have to play him this year to find out, you know, kind of what they have in love. Rodgers isn't going to be here forever. They invested a first rounder in love. They got to see what the kid has. And I don't, I don't think this week, and if we win, I think you got to keep playing Rodgers until it's closer to the fact that we're eliminated. But I do expect to see him this year. So are you expecting to see him as you expecting the Packers not to close out this season with five wins in a row and make the playoffs? That that is unfortunately correct. I don't see us I don't see us making the playoffs. And going back to what I said earlier, the slow, painful death, is that if we do it that way and we're not eliminated to like the last week, love's not gonna play. No. So it's almost like right. for love's sake, you want us to be eliminated in two weeks, you get to play for four or five games, three, four games, and you can show them what you got. But, you know, who knows? It's it's just a – I just don't know if you even play love at all, is my opinion, because – Interesting. Rodgers is going to be back next year. And the reason being his contract is just not a contract that you can actually trade him with. It'd no. be a very difficult contract to get a – effective trade done with him and I don't see him retiring after I don't see him going out like this so my inclination is that Aaron is coming back next year and at that point what does it really matter what we have in Jordan Love you know trade like, him. yeah but do you want to throw him out there and then he plays poorly and that hurts his trade stock I think you yeah, would I... rather just cover him like keep him with with the stock that he has. I don't know. But as a as an organization, though, I feel like you have to at some point know what this guy has, and waiting until Rogers is gone and then starting him fresh. I mean, that could be 
that could be painful. He could be in quarterback purgatory for a while if he doesn't work out. I'm not saying that he's going to work out now and he won't be in quarterback purgatory when Rodgers leaves anyways. But I feel like just knowing ahead of time will be better for the future. Yeah, but like, shouldn't we know by now if we have something in them? You would hope so, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, you'd hope that the the, the football experts in, in Green Bay know what they have. They drafted them. They've seen them for a whole bunch of years. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, well, what do we know? You know, it's it's one of those things where I don't know if people expected Aaron to be this great or. Um, and they didn't. Expected, you know, like, yeah, Aaron had a few years there where people were calling for, you know, to, to ship the whole yard and get someone else. Yeah, they wanted far back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Aaron, you know, found his game and was comfortable with the offense and the NFL speed, and here he is today. Obviously, that's very unlikely that Jordan Love is going to be our third straight Hall of Fame quarterback. Best case scenario, he's a Jimmy Garoppolo, right? He's a average guy, a player that you win with, not because not you win because of him. But yeah, no. go ahead. No, I'm I'm just I'm just struggling to see a scenario where Jordan loves our guy long term. I think you bring up a good point about being a J- Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think that with with Rodgers and his style of playing football and growing up, and Lafleur's style of offense, I don't necessarily think that they mesh completely. And I think that Love in Lafleur's offense completely can be can afford to be a Jimmy Garoppolo and doesn't need to be an Aaron Rodgers where we have playmakers elsewhere and he can kind of somewhat be a game manager and, and we don't need him to go night in, night out, 300 plus, four touchdowns to, to win ball games. Well, you'd hope so, but Matt LaFleur has proven that he's not Kyle Shanahan and Rodgers still won two MVPs in LaFleur's offense. So I, I don't I don't think it's necessarily correct to say that Rodgers and Lafleur don't mesh well. You know I think I think it's just there's a combination of factors going on, i.e. our terrible roster that's contributing to it way more than the play calling and Aaron Rodgers. Obviously the thumb's been an issue, but I don't know, man. Um, I do want to real quick though just cover it because we haven't gotten into it. Um, I like to do it at least every week. Is the top five, bottom five from the Titans game before we move on to the Eagles. Um, After a great week um, last week, (laughs) you'll be surprised to see who's the number one bottom defensive player. Um, But top five offense is going to be David Bakhtiari, Randall Cobb, Yash Nyman, Christian Watson, and Aaron Jones. Top five defense, Chris Barnes, Kingsley Anikbar, Jonathan Garvin, Preston Smith, Quay Walker. Um, bottom five offense, Tyler Davis, Sammy Watkins, John Runyon, Josiah DeGuara, and Robert Tunyon. And bottom five defense, you want to take a guess? Oh, the whole secondary? Well, correct. Um, <laughs> based off his great game against the Cowboys, uh, Rudy Ford came in with a yeah. 33.2. Uh, Darnell Savage, Duran Reed, Jair Alexander, and Kenny Clark. So three DBs. Yeah, Alexander gave up three completions for 67 yards. Oh. Traylon Burks was kind of a dog. Yeah, he's good. He can play. Yeah. It helps when no one lines up within 10 yards of him, too. I'm sure that's <laughs> nice for a receiver. 
Well, and, and right, it's it's clearly like our, our game plan was force Ryan Tannehill to beat us, but he beat us. You know, and it, hats off to them, but you would have thought we would have adjusted a little bit better in the second half to that. Yeah, holy cow. I mean, geez. We obviously shut down Derrick Henry. That was the name of the game. We were going to pack the box, and we did that, but I mean, he still had 87 yards, and the play action was just brutal. Yeah. I will say Bakhtiari, when he's played, he's been top five, I think, every week. Yeah. So that knee's holding up, I think, finally. I think he's gaining confidence in it, which is huge and seems to almost be a non-issue, even though he doesn't practice a couple days a week. That's fine. He's obviously proven to be a star regardless. It's about the only positive. Yeah. Well, here, I'm going to ask you a question, too. Think about our entire roster. Is there anyone you could point to and say that they've improved from last year? I was thinking about okay, that. So, I don't even yeah, think I mean, you could really point to anyone. I mean, maybe Rashawn Gary, but he's out for the year now. But he was having he was having a pretty pretty good year. But Kenny okay. Clark has declined rapidly out of nowhere, almost it seems. Guys have either flatlined or regressed. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good point. And so is that Sadly. a is that a confidence thing? Is a coaching thing? Is that we lost a few games to teams we shouldn't have lost to and ah the hell with it. Why do I care? I'm getting paid anyways. Yeah, I'm not sure the culprit, but that's a good point. I never really thought about that. But yeah, no one has really stood out as as done better. You know, it almost seems like every week we're like, wow, this guy stinks again. This guy stinks again. This guy's getting worse, which is frightening. Right. I kind of wonder if this season is somewhat of a a backlash from the loss we had against the 49ers last year. To the to the to the extent where if I'm a player and I just lost two straight lost NFC championship game to the Buccaneers and then I lose to the 49ers at home in a divisional round and I only score often score seven points does that demoralize you and your motivation to improve in the offseason do you think do you think you just leave with such a sour taste in your mouth at the way that the season ended I mean you would hope that that drives people to get better. But when it happens three years in a row, does at some point you just get sick of it and you're like, well, geez, we're never going to win. And you put less emphasis on yourself improving as an individual for the better of the team. And everyone does that. Here you come on the other side with a team that's underperforming than they did the year before. Yeah, you'd hope not. Um but I think we may have been spoiled and that may have, you know, leaned into it. You know, as we've been three straight, almost NFC chain, almost Super Bowls and come up short and, you know, but I think, I hope they're not thinking like that because franchises wouldn't, you know, do some weird things to just get to one championship game. Um, and so, you know, I hope that players aren't settling and um, in that mindset, especially because, you know, it's, you're a professional athlete, you get paid to do a job. Your job is to improve, your job is to work. You know, regardless of the results on the field, really. I mean, 
look at some of the bad teams that have been kind of historically bad growing up for us that have kind of been shocking this year and have been winning games and beating good teams. I mean, like Taylor Heineke, uh, the Commanders, the Jets have been making noise. I mean, they've been losing forever. And, you know, those players still come to play. So you might be onto something that might be a little high and mighty on our horse and that, you know, oh, you know, we can't get over the hill, but um, I hope not. That would be a bad reflection on the coaching staff then because the coaching staff can't let that happen. Correct. But uh, you, you make a point about all those teams who have been historically poor performing teams in the last couple of years, last decade, really. The teams that are seeing success are a lot of young players. Guys who haven't ran into that wall yet. They haven't lost three straight heartbreaking playoff games where, you know, you're, you're not familiar with that territory. You're out there and you're just like, the hell with it. I'm going to go out here and do my thing and I'm going to score touchdowns and get girls and make some money. And, you know, I think there's just a little bit different of a, a way that young guys approach the game. And all those teams have young guys with great coaches. And it seems yeah. like we have a good coach with a bunch of older guys who've they're battle worn. You could you could somewhat call it battle fatigue. They've just been in the trenches for three, four years now, and they're coming out the other side like, damn, we still can't get over the hump. And what does that do to your psyche and your performance? I don't know. I just interesting thought. Yeah. Well, now on to Philadelphia, huh? One of the best teams in the NFC. Probably a Super Bowl favorite for many. What do you think? What do you think we do in Philly? Well, we're gonna win, obviously. For sure. <laughs> I mean, <it'd> be close. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was thinking about what do we need to do to win the game, and it sucks because we're gonna sound like a broken record. But you got to run the ball. I mean, they, <laughs> but they have such a good front seven. Um, I mean, they're they're good across the board on defense. They're, I think, second or third in the league with pass defense. Um, they're top 10 in run defense. Offensively, somehow we've got to score 28 points, and we've got to hope to turn them over a few times on defense. A defensive touchdown would be huge. Something yeah. special on special teams would be huge, but we can't be we, – we, we will not win that game on Sunday if we don't score 28 points, I don't think. Yeah, especially with how our defense played against uh, the Titans. They're a less explosive team than the Eagles, for sure, and we gave up 27 to them. Mm -hmm. So I think I think you're right in that. I think, obviously, you have to run the ball. It's been our recipe for success when we do win games. We ran the ball well against Buffalo. Great front. Ran the ball well against Dallas. Great front. Only gave Aaron Jones 12 tries against the Titans. Uh, Josh Myers also whiffed on a couple blocks. I know Simmons is a beast up front, uh, blew up a lot of plays, but I feel like we didn't run the ball enough there. Rodgers threw for 39 times. I think I, I wish Dobbs was playing too to see Dobbs and Watson on the field together because Watson's yeah. obviously been pretty electric so far these past couple games. Um, but yeah, run the ball. And then defensively, I feel like, yeah, again, a little broken right here. I feel like our, our DBs need to be a little bit more physical up on these receivers and I don't want Jalen Hurts to scramble and kill us, you know, get out of the pocket, extend plays, big chunk plays on third, third and long, third and short. Um, I think we keep them in the pocket. We have a decent chance. 
we got to get our pass rush, though. Yeah, yeah. Pass rush was non-existent against the Titans. No, I, mean, I think we miss Rashawn Gary quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. So what's your uh, what's your prediction? Who? Um, because I'm a homer and this year's been weird, I think we win 28-25. Wow. That would be Sunday such a football. statement win. Yeah, prime time. Um, but why not? Yeah, okay. I think uh, I want us to win so badly because I have a feeling that whether it's right or wrong, if we lose on Sunday, we're going to see Jordan Love next week, um, which I don't think would be the right decision. But So nonetheless, <laughs> it's a must win, um, obviously, for the – sake of our season and making something out of nothing yeah. i'm gonna go 28 as well 28 28 27 yeah it's, a, it's gonna be a close one if we do win it's gonna be a close one i bet you uh philly misses a pat gross just a gross way to win the game <laughs> yeah that would that would be that's exactly how we do win well it sucks because best case scenario or not best case but the most likely scenario if we were to come out with the W would not be the Green Bay Packers winning. It would be the Philadelphia Eagles losing. And if that's what it's going to take to turn the season around, I'm fine with it. And I think it's possible. Philly's human. Yeah, they lost to Washington at home. Why not us? That's right. That's right. Any player predictions you get? Watson's going to score again, baby. He's going to keep up his streak. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I, I think we may have we found we may have found our you know take the top off of the defense. Um, I, it's going to sound crazy, but just bear with me. A Randy Moss esque guy. Um, again, it's been two games that he's really really shown okay. out. Okay, <laughs> but that's what he reminds me of when he when he has been on the field when he's been making plays. That's kind of what what he's been for Rodgers and and the guys. Um, defensively. Moss. Come on, Randy Moss high points the football. You got something. You're onto something with the speed, but I mean, Randy Moss, man, he, that free play. We're not saying we're not saying you just got Watsoned anytime soon. All right. No, no, and that's why I you can't I tried track to preface the ball it as best I could. I tried to preface it as best I could, but he like he could if he's going to be an all star. That's kind of the, the path I think he's going to take. It's becoming one of those a Moss esque player. Um, and then defensively. Defensively, I think we get a strip sack fumble recovery. I think that's um, huge. I think I think Kingsley Enigbar has been playing really, really solid in the absence of Gary, and I think he's going to make a flash play. I don't know if it's going to be a scoop and score, but I'm just going to go if he's going to get a strip sack and we're going to recover the ball in Philadelphia territory and score a touchdown to go ahead. We need that terribly. Yep. Just some way to turn the ball over and give our opportunity for our offense to not have to drive 80 yards, you know, and play with a short field would be huge right. to get some points on the board. Um, I'm going to agree with you on Christian Watson, but I'm going to go further on it and say A.J. Dillon is going to have a huge game. Wow, like, be nice. Such a big game that you're going to be like, where the hell have you been, man, the last yeah. 10 weeks? Because he's been – bad since week one great I, I don't know why we didn't get involved more in the past game like we did against the vikings we still have he not has hands 
He has great hands. Throw a screen to him. He's in a pass protection all the time. So I think we I think we can get creative with him. I think he's gonna have an awesome game. Um, I like it. And it seems as though that's when he comes along is late in the season when it gets colder and people have a hard time bringing him to the ground and those thighs just get a little bit bigger to tackle this time of year. Um, so AJ Dillon's gonna have a huge game on offense and then defensively, nothing happens defensively. I'm gonna say, but special teams is where Specials. there's gonna be some max, some something happen, some magic. Um, where that's Nixon, you know, taking a ball out to midfield, you know, again, shorten the shorten the distance that our offense has to go. I think go a long way. I think yeah. it'd be an underrated play for us, even more so than a turnover or something like that. Is a good run out. Um, he looked good and athletic when he was returning the ball against Titans. Yeah, he did. He's got some explosiveness. All right, man. Well, we'll see what happens, huh? Let's go get a win. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Go Pack Go, man. We'll see you next week.